Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz. And she's awake. I'm awake. I actually been laying here for a minute. You know I like to take a quiet moment, try to meditate, just kind of listen for the waves of the day and figure out where this thing is going on. Can I tell you guys that yesterday, and you know when I turned, when I hit that start button, I only might have just a little bit of a glimpse of something I want us to kind of cover. There's no script. There's no true narrative. It's like I take in that breath and what comes out comes out, right? And it's not to say that I'm ill-prepared, unprepared, because, you know, these have been really, really good. And therapeutic in nature. I'm not a therapist. I'm not trying to play one on live stream, podcast, digital, social, any of those things. But for the past 17 years, I have. I have now. Uh, interviewed some amazing therapists. I've also spent about seven years running, uh, kind of working a, a depression line. So, and then too, I've been through my own trauma, drama, and all that stuff. Raised four kids. You know, you gotta gotta quant- quantify things, right? Survive four, not one, not two, not three, but four teenagers and young adults, toddlers, all the, all through those stages. So I can speak on being a mom, done that for about 30 years, 17 years of, of blogging, um, in and out of workplace, corporate, cubicle nation, however, and getting ready to head back, hopefully. Um, just a, lots of experiences. People say, if I knew then what I know now, or live longer, it's everybody trying to pour into us all this different advice. I'm usually that person that will stop and listen to what they have to say because I love hindsight. I like to take that hindsight, roll it all up, and use it as my foresight. And that's what I want you to do with this. It's also um, how to get out of bed is a journal moment. And one of the things that over the, the, we did a 90-day episode, which became book one. This is book two, meaning that after I finished book one and called myself coming to a stopping point, I would wake up and I'm like, okay, now what do I do? Well, I love podcasting and my life has afforded me the opportunity now to do more of it. I've done it, uh, uh, as dryer buzz and a mobile podcasting or, or in this easy era of podcasting since about 2007. But even prior to that, I was all about audio because it just does something to us to have something to listen to and so forth. And you know, podcast is running the game right now. Uh, but anyway, it's also a journaling moment. So I have a journal here. And if you are like me, you attend a lot of events, you got these swag bags all over the place. You probably have a bunch of journals. I keep a bunch of journals. I'm like, first, I didn't know what to do. It's like, why are they giving me this full on notebook? Who's going to, I don't want to write anymore. But let me tell you, it really works. And you don't have to take copious notes. You don't have to like, Today I did this and I did this at 12. I did this. and Listen, I just create word clouds, words that stand out because I love language. I love having the language to articulate what it is I feel to be able to say what I what I mean. Uh, And sometimes so I'm still one of the things about language is you're always learning, always learning. Uh, Speaking of podcasts, and I think I was. Today, later on today, about 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, on one of the other platforms, I will be live in another podcast. In fact, we're trying to figure out how that should even go. Um, so we may even do that on this as well. And, um, right now, recording it live on YouTube. is then going re- to have a replay and a watch party, and we're going to syndicate it and all those things. By the end of the day, within the next couple of hours, the dog is stirring. He's like, wait, wait, wait. 
Wait, she's up. She's up. He's trying to figure out, like, wait, what am I? He's tired. We had a long night. We had a long day. We had a really great and productive day yesterday. Long day. And then uh, kind of a slightly earlier start to the day. Um, not that I have to do much. And I've got a couple of things on the bed. I know we've been, I took the periodical that we were referencing out. But I see I still have this book, Barracoon, still over here. And Barracoon is a particular petition because today, and I didn't even finish the thought. Today, uh, on our Leading Women podcast, as you guys know, my co-host Angela has gone down a wormhole based on her name, realizing she's not first to her name, okay, Game of Thrones fans. Angela realizing she's not first to her name, wanted to find out what does her name have to do particularly, and particularly with uh, now being the 400 years of um, the existence and the beginning of slavery in America and America's forever uh, trying to go back to that time, you know, make America great again. Uh, but anyway, Angela, understanding she's not first to her name, is looking at some things because there's, there's so many documentaries and things uh, chron- chronicling the lives of people named Angela. Um, so she's going to tell us about it. Um, the 1619 to uh, 2019 I myself have immersed myself when you talk about history. I'm particularly, I have a particular interest of everything that's turning 50. That last, that 50 years uh, after Jim Crow or Jim Crow through now. So that tells you that, man, y'all get a chance to listen, you know, two women having some amazing conversation. You get to do that today on Tuesdays, uh, 4 p.m., around 4 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then it'll be Eastern Time as time is approaching for a time to fall back. For those of you in states that time does not change, don't worry about it. Four o'clock, okay? Find your time zone so that you can join us at four o'clock on the Eastern time. Sounds like I need to grab something to drink, to sip on as we get ready to figure out how do we get out of bed. And I told you, I subscribe to something called like a nine-day cycle. I could give it a name, but you might not subscribe to it. And that means that I just understand how my productivity works. I'm a productivity specialist, okay? If there's a best way to get it done, then I'm going to give you the best way to get it done. And for me, uh, you got me for a good six days. Out of those nine days, I need three days to just like, okay, I can't. I can't do it. Like, if you were thinking about coming to me yesterday for something and you didn't, you came to me today, you would not get my best, okay? You're going to get me at my rest because one thing I have learned that we really truly need is rest and patience. Do I need to write that down? Rest is one of my words, patience, right? And another thought I did not finish as I tried to go into this iceberg. Yesterday, our podcast was about iceberg, and I'll tell you some of the words that came across in the word cloud, but what we were essentially saying is that a lot of us are a lot of us are out here looking like icebergs where just the tip of us is above the water because the rest of us is drowning or we're afraid to show the rest of us and people when they go by us like ships passing the night we're sinking the ships right because there's so much going on under the surface that we just society won't allow us to expose it right for the most part and then there's other reasons and so many other reasons you depend it depends on how you feel well when I what was funny what was ironic about it is you know how social media now gives us all these memories I had a five-year memory come up where I literally talked about iceberg myself being an iceberg 
five years ago. And that's so odd because of where I have, where I have been over the past five years and what I have had to expose. I had to come on up out of that water. Like y'all, I know y'all love me as a blogger, but here's what's going on underneath. And I need to make what's under here a priority for a chance. Right? So I, I wanted to tell you in, in, that this is how this works. So me being open to yesterday's discussion and allowing it to happen and not having to suppress it and not having to put on any mask, because that's really what this is about. We, so we ended yesterday talking about sometimes suppression comes out as aggression. And people end up, even though that's something that we're going through, even though it's, it's temporary, it's a moment in time, how what we are suppressing and how we are reacting to it and how other people are reacting to that and reacting to that and reacting to that and that wave that goes around, it gets charged to our personality. Like if you met me or if you meet me today, like somebody said, and I don't have nothing on my calendar for the day because I understood this is my burn day, right? I ain't doing nothing. I'm doing things, but don't, don't run up on me today. I'm just saying, right? Because I am cognizant enough to know that these cells and all this stuff that's going on in my body, it's like, oh, this might be the beginning of something not all copacetic, right? So let's not have anything that I need to be a lifetime, be dependent upon today, that's just going to be a temporary situation. I don't need to make any permanent decisions. Some people are like, whoa, okay, Dawn, I was going to ask her, wait, just wait three days. Give me three days. Give me my rest give me, and, and have patience and give me my, give me my rest, Okay knowing and understanding, write that down. You got to know who you are, even though there's probably somebody out there that can explain who you are better than you can explain it to you because there's something about being on the outside looking in. There's something about witnessing and what we don't pay particular attention to is those that are witnessing. I'm going to write that down and I'm going to connect this for you. If I haven't finished the thought. One thing that I've learned is I don't finish a lot of thoughts. And nobody ever said that about me. I heard him say something about, this is why you got to know yourself. I heard him say something. Somebody said they can't listen to Jay-Z because he, he, he speaks in these certain thought patterns but doesn't necessarily finish the thought. I'm like, well, jay Z's a billionaire. You know, he's probably not even keep trying to communicate to all of us, right? But communication, and this is a pet peeve of Angela is, uh, is a passion so therefore, it becomes a pet peeve of Angela, my co-host, on the other podcast, communication. She says that a lot, and, and she knows that I am in search of words, so she makes sure that she gives me that, right? And I've always said that, and that's one of the things I love. That's one of the reasons I have a podcast with her, because so she can, like, tell me, stop, go back, finish that, right? Like, I didn't finish the Jay-Z thing. So anyway, I heard somebody say that about Jay-Z, and it sounded like an echo, because I feel like I do that, and if no one is 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 brave enough to tell me, I know that because I have these rushing thoughts. One of the reasons I podcast a lot, one of the reasons I record myself a lot, because I have these thoughts, and one of the reasons I tell Siri, okay, remind me this or remind me that so I can go back. But I heard somebody say it about Jay-Z, and I'm like, you know, I wonder, because sometimes I do that, right? Don't finish the thought because it's coming at me so fast. My brain is going that fast. And I said, let me apply that to myself. Let me make sure um, that I kind of 
watch for that on the podcast. And that's one of the reasons why I started the journaling and the the word cloud so that I know I can go back. So even if I go so far forward, I have a habit of, I've made it a habit to go back. Like I started out talking about rest and patience. I've written that down, knowing, understanding, witnessing communication. So going back to witnessing, I never remember the thought pattern I was going to have there. I won, I was scrolling and trolling like we all do. And I saw a happy birthday of a celebrity wishing to her son. And, and I was like, I'm going to make my comment. It may look like a troll comment, but I need to make note of this so that even if in the, in the early moment she gets upset and like that troll, that blogger, that it'll echo enough to understand. And I said, I hope and pray my prayers. I gave not thoughts and prayers, but I said, I just really hope and pray that he hasn't seen so much because there's no other form for me to say this. Right. And I'm not that, per- I don't want to like leave that page and go over and talk about them on my page. I put it right there. I just hope happy birthday, whatever. I, I just hope and pray that he hasn't seen so much that he has, that he can't flourish in his adulthood because in the drama that they've had, I mean, he's already had a situation with police and, and the dad, we're talking about Wendy and her son. Um, and, and, she had an opportunity to raise this beautiful young man, but I'm like, there's no telling what was going on in that household. And for what we know, we're talking facts. I'm not talking about what I feel. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about, you know, it's just them because it's no, when we, when we, they're young, they're adult. We, we all have adult friends and some of us ourselves, when people stay in situations too long and things that are toxic in toxic households and then, you know, all these people, like they waited until, oh, he's going to go off to college and then the dad in the relationship that he's had forever uh, decides he's going to start a, go ahead and start a family and then they get a divorce. You know, just, just do we doing all this stuff just backwards, it, you know? And, and what happens is these young people get to be adults, as we did, having processed things one way without asking or coming to us with any kind of queries because they don't, right? Remember, I've done show after show after show asking people. I have done, um, okay, I'm looking at the thing. I have done, got a note. I have, like I said, I've interviewed a number of therapists at every level. And they tell us over and over, go back, look, I'm, I'm, Wherever you see this, the, the archives are there. We're talking 17 years of archives. But even the most recent archives, y'all, it's like we got a toxicity, toxic. Um, just write down toxic. Um, we've got to really understand what that is and what that looks like, smells like, uh, how it grows, how it grows like a mold. And it just, it just gets on us. And it never, listen, it doesn't come off unless you seek professional help. Okay. It doesn't like until I, I probably go sit down with somebody. I will forever have these podcasts where I have to talk about the dreams that I just woke up from and having to realize, okay, wait, that was just a dream. But really was that finished business? Is this something that's going to continue to happen all of my life? You know, is it, is it temporary? Is it permanent? Um, one of the things we know is that our, our bodies and our minds, because we're at a point that was so much information is being processed on a daily, right? So our own and others, right? So much is being processed that we really don't know what's happened to us. Okay. I have, to, I, have I now have form. I now am formulating the habit of telling myself that did not happen to you. This did not happen to you. That's not, that's not your history. 
Because you start remembering and you start warning yourself and you start trying to ward off things that happen to other people. And you're like, well, that's not, that's not your experience, right? You know, that hasn't happened to the young men that you know or the young women that you know or yours or theirs or the community where you live. And, you know, because, you know, and one of the things they do, I shut out news. I, I got the demographics on who watches news. I'm like, I don't want to be in that demographic. I really don't. Cause that's 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 there's so much fear mongering in news that I don't want to be that afraid of these days that I have. I I want to be, and I don't want to be as I don't want to be so totally carefree. But these things that I'm seeing, this has not been our experience. And the thing about it is, all these people running around here trying to make you afraid of living in America. Well, guess what? The future might not be American. I'm sitting there. I was looking at this individual and there are these individuals out there right now. And this is not on the news because they apparently they, they're the news watchers. So they, they're out there and they try to live with this sense of intimidation. And that I've gotten to the point now where I just have to laugh because you've got to, you've got to be walking around with a thought process that I am imprisoned in your presence uh, that you can ploy, have these ploys and pl- uh, plot these ploys against me. You, what kind of mindset is that of yours to even think that I am imprisoned to you in that manner? It's like, and, and what thought process would it be of mine if I thought I was in prison? I'm sitting there going, this is so crazy. It's so crazy. This planet is so vast and wide open to all. Well, some people can't go across borders, but this one can. Okay. And I'm like you and this, your mind has got to be as small as a territory by which you even think you control that you would listen to these egregious people out here to even think that you could intimidate me in the least to think that I am imprisoned enough that I must accept it. It's like that blows my mind. It's like, dude, there are planes, trains, and automobiles, one of which I can control, you know, the others which I can buy access to. And you are putting out and trying to intimidate, trying to, and write that down, intimidate, toxic. Toxic is all about intimidation. And when I was looking at the picture of Winnie and her son, and I was looking, I'm thinking in the toxic, the toxic life, the life that they have lived and the intimidation that probably went on in that household and the acting out immediately that her son did. And then now Winnie's deciding that, you know, she's, she's living that old wives tale, you know, girl, you know, turn your cheek, close your eyes. Don't believe all the other stuff. But if you have a baby on you and I was talking with some old wives and that's how they, that's how it goes. You know, as long as he, as long as he take care of home or he, Coming home or what? I don't know how they, I don't know how they rationalize this thing, but apparently in how they live, the baby thing for some is a straw. I don't know if it's the final straw, but in in the old wives' tales, um, 
as I was talking with some women about, you know, things that are going on and all these different situations that's coming up and down our timeline. There are so many there are degrees of which people will leave. And apparently Wendy's straw was the baby. Um, even though it's like, man, there's all kind of other stuff out there. And and it's not just it's a, it's not it's not just Wendy. It's the neighbors, it's across the street, it's down the street, upstairs, downstairs, whatever the situation, you know, the cubicle over there, you hear her on the phone over there, you hear her sniffling because, you know, somebody done tagged her in the pictures and him, you see him over there with the boy, and and we don't, listen, don't think, I've done done a podcast asking men, like, why y'all don't call each other out on cheating? And they were like, it's none of their business. They just don't go there. And I'm like, but that's your boy. That's your boy. That's your boy. Right. And I'm not going to talk to my boy about that. We have seen, y'all, I'm telling you, don't think, I'm, I am not just out here having these discussions. I am going, I'm going to go to the source person. That's what I do. The day I can't go to the source I, I will stop podcasting. Then I can't go to the source. I won't blog no more. That's probably why I don't blog a lot now. That's probably why I don't blog a lot now. Because I'm like, I ain't just trying to talk about stuff coming down the time. I need to go to the source. And thank God for social media. And people like Wendy and Brian McKnight and all these people, they just get on there and put it all on social media. You ain't got to try to go through the publicist or the, or the assistant publicist or the volunteer or the intern. You can like, look, let me just sit on. Let me just look at that timeline. Oh, well, damn, Brian. I, let me tell you, that, that confessional that Brian McKnight did, no blogger, no journalist, no, because bloggers are not, okay, um, some do become, no communication specialist, no marketing. Nobody would have asked, nobody would have ever asked those questions of a celebrity. Nobody ever would have, with any integrity or any ethics or any, any of that, would never have asked that, none of that stuff. Which is probably why his family went all this time having living in their own toxic soup, sipping their own toxic soup, right? Because nobody would have ever asked that because guess what? Those kinds of problems are not just germane to celebrities. That's, that, uh, that scenario, is not, in fact, when I tell you I have talked to the people, went to the source on this, uh, Dr. Tory um, has been um, with Dryer Bus coming on, Dryer Bus podcast, radio blog posts and all that, talking about what what the male, the father perspective in this situation is. And even she was like, whoa, okay. Because it's these are the things that's happening to everybody. All Brian did was t- scratch, scratch through celebrity because everybody got that problem, okay? Outside kids, kids from this relationship, kids from that marriage, the new family starting over, all of those kind of things. We all, we all been there. We all, the blended family, oh my God, I still got gray hairs from the limited time I tried to do a blended family. Don't ever ask me about that. I would never say, look, (laughs) okay, I'm just saying. I was like, I got to remove myself from the situation. The kids, y'all can have at it. You know, I mean, shoot, we was over here. We're like, we should get all the kids to go take a picture. And I'm like, and it just kept going and going and going. Like, well, there ain't a photographer. <laughs> there ain't a frame we can put all that in. I'm like, so I'm not, so I'm, I'm not just trolling 
and, and scrolling and shading, I'm like, uh-uh, it's real for everybody. The problem is, let me write that down. It's real, y'all. The problem, let me, the real problem, let me write that down, is when we start acting like it's not everybody. Because guess what, y'all? It's something we talked about on the very first of these podcasts. It's human behavior. And some of it is unhealed human behavior, toxic human behavior. It's human it's behaviors. And one thing I know about behaviors, people adopt behaviors based on what they continuously see. I can change your, I just changed up your behavior because you're like, wait a minute, drivers, this is not live over here. We got to go over there to get it live. What are you going to do? If you want to be, you want to get it firsthand, you change up your behavior, right? Because, wait, she just said this was recorded live somewhere else. We over here on the podcast. I mean, so that's like a couple of hours in between. You know, it's, it's, that's, how, that's how it goes. Behavior is um, monkey see, monkey do. Now, I've been trying to go down that trail to see if that's stereotypical or racist. But um, it, and one of the reasons they said monkey see, monkey do, because you, you can get more money. You can give more money to study monkeys and you can get money to grants and stuff. To study human, you can get more money to heal monkeys than you can get more money to heal humans. So basically, these experiments go on with the monkey. One, give you create a behavior in one monkey, the other monkeys will see it and do it without question. Go, you can ask Siri, ask Alexa, you can go and put it in the searching wiki. Go get it from the wiki. I ain't gonna tell nobody to Google nothing because I don't know what Google over there doing. But anyway, I will tell you, go ask. Get the information. So this monkey see, monkey do thing, meaning that if one has a behavior, let me tell you, and it came to me because let me tell y'all, the slutty vegan truck was near and dear. The slutty vegan truck rode to the West Georgia, right? And y'all, we were like the the slutty vegan truck on the West side. So then uh, everybody was posting a picture about getting to the slutty, slutty vegan truck. And everybody had an umbrella. And I'm like, why is everybody standing with an umbrella? I'm like, okay. I said, is it raining? And they were like, no. Oh, I was like, monkey see, monkey do. One smart person decided, if I'm going to stand in this line, this hot sun, I'm going to get my umbrella. So now everybody pulling up was like, oh, I got an umbrella too. I'm going to stand here with the umbrella. And I was looking at the picture of them. I don't forgot all about how hungry I was because I was trying to decide whether to go get in line and be first in line, okay, because it's always good to roll up on the truck if you don't want to go to the location. But I will tell y'all, um, because... We have done, we, we did get one of the first exclusives inside when the restaurant opened. The line is the best thing about Slutty Vegan. The day they no longer have a line, that is done. Okay? It's not going to taste the same. It's something about starving in that line, but standing there with all your peeps, having a doggone good, good time, y'all. I'm telling you, it took me three attempts to actually get a burger. Stood in the line. I uh, went over the cover of the grand opening and left without a burger. Uh, I went back to stand in line. I was like, okay, wait, been here an hour. I ain't moved. I got to go. Then my dad stood in line for, went over there two hours before they opened and stood in line an hour after they opened. So three hours. And I rolled up. He was at the front. I was like, daddy. He's like, come on. <laughs> and got a burger. Then I went to the food truck and I got a burger. And even though I was invited back, I could come and jump the line because I did such great coverage of it. But the line is the best part. The second part, which is what I'm going to tell you what Popeye's is experiencing right now, is the sauce. Fuck the burger. 
It ain't even a burger. I don't, and the thing I don't understand is why are vegans dying for a burger? Not dying, but why are vegans living for a burger? Vegans, why do y'all want a burger? Y'all supposed to be vegans. Why are y'all trying to get a burger? But anyway, forget the burger part. It's the line and the sauce creates the most amazing experience ever. Now, if you're one of those people go over there, you're not going to talk to people in front of you, behind you, walking by and all that kind of stuff. You make the line bad. It's the people that stand in line. When you find out the person in front of you just drove three hours to stand in line three hours to try this burger or the person behind you and, and all the camaraderie. And, and not only that, did you enjoy the historic, historicness of the community or the communities where the food truck pulls up? That's what it's about. And it's about the sauce. I'm going to go Popeye's. Let me tell you, Popeye's, Wendy's, Chick-fil-A. Chick-fil-A, okay, we already know got the best chicken sandwich ever, right? But people are trying to find a good substitute for Sunday, okay? Popeye's has rolled out uh, um, a chicken sandwich. And for those of you who love Popeye's chicken, let me tell you, they've got the sauce. I think it's the sriracha sauce. Uh, it's kind of late on. I always feel like the sriracha sauce is like people get they get with a, an abundance of sriracha sauce, so everybody creates a some kind of sriracha special. So there's a Popeyes in the neighborhood. Uh, now Wendy's, y'all know y'all need to just shut up, okay? Wendy's got a chicken sandwich. Wendy's been had a chicken sandwich, right? With that big old piece of lettuce. But you know what? I kind of like that big piece of lettuce on Wendy's. And when I, cause I, I'm like. I just like it. I don't know why. That's the only thing I like about Wendy's. Because that's the only thing that's really like on the sandwich where it's supposed to be. Everything else is like thrown together. And you're going to... Wendy's line, set in the Wendy's drive through line, ain't nothing exciting about that one. Okay, so anyway. But anyway, so Wendy's and Popeye's, check my timeline, were throwing shade at each other. Even though Popeye shaded themselves. Popeye shaded their own biscuits trying to come from Wendy's. Popeye's posted... Talking about now, Wendy's posted y'all out here talking about why these y'all y'all fools out here trying to decide who has the second best chicken sandwich. So Popeyes then retweeted and posted their comment talking about y'all must have had uh, Popeyes biscuits because you sure look thirsty. So everybody's laughing because Popeye, everybody know Popeyes dry ass biscuits. Gonna make you thirsty now. Talk about a biscuit now. Let me tell you, I like a Kentucky biscuit if you ask me. Okay? I'm just saying. The food war is going on. So if you have tried it, if you have not tried it, I'm gonna tell you, the best videos you can do if you wanna jump on that viral variability, you wanna get a viral video, go over there and try one of these things and make a video. We did a video of the Burkey Taco that went viral. Insane, right? And uh, we did uh, Dave's cheesesteak, which I'm not allowed to talk about because Petty Betty loves herself. Some Dave's cheesesteak. Dave, what's going on? Is it Big Dave? What's his name? I don't know. We'll find out. What's going on with the downtown location? Man, they keep posting and making progress on this downtown location. That's the next line I'm waiting to see because Dave is, is trying to get down there into the entertainment complex. And I think they're going to be on Forsyth Street. Now, one of the reasons, now, if they are at where I think they are going to be on Forsyth Street, they're right there. They're going to be right there at the Gulch. And the Gulch is where a lot of the tailgating takes place, uh, more so for the soccer than for the other, because most of the other tailgates, you know, people mostly bring their own food. But that's the next line I want to see. Shout out, speaking of line, and this ain't even that, I should be doing the buzz of the bashing. Uh, but one more food shout out. God, I got to go do my food podcast. Okay, I'm going I'm to take all this part and put it on the food podcast. Okay, but anyway, 
Shout out to somebody opening it. I don't remember what it was, but there's a new restaurant in the old Gladys Night Chicken and Waffle location. I think it either said seafood or Caribbean. I don't know. It had, it, it must be seafood because they had a New Orleans style second line, I believe. But let me tell y'all, that location, that's a darn good location because I remember it being uh, near the hospital because I remember having the kids and like, dang, I can't, somebody please go give me something to eat. But uh, that's a good location because there's still not enough, even though uh, there's a lot going on downtown Atlanta in the city limits inside the perimeter. There's still not a lot there for the residential people that have moved in. So kudos to that. Um, But we're talking about how to get out of bed. Yeah, I'm definitely going to have to cut that excerpt and put that on the food podcast. But anyway... Uh, rest, patience, knowing, understanding, witnessing, communication, toxic intimidation, real problems. And, and here's another thing. We talk about these things because people are celebrities, but you recognize it. I'm choking on my drink here. You recognize it because it's familiar. Cause you've probably been through it or you've seen people that go through it. We've got to, we, we got to start understanding. Oh, I didn't write down behaviors, right? We got to understand that we're human, right? But now the part of being human is you're supposed to have a sense of decency. I'm going to write that down. Dignity, right? Because those are the parts that are missing. If you stop in all the behaviors that you're going to exhibit during the day, if you stop and ask yourself, is this challenging? Let's, oh, here's the word, sell out. Okay, and I'm going to end with that. But if you stop, Engage your behaviors and see whether or not it's going to challenge your decency or your dignity. Those are two things that have been thrown to the wind. All these people on the reality, when they get cast, when they sit down, they negotiate. The first thing they want to know how much are you willing. They want to know how much they're gonna get. How much are you willing to challenge your decency? How much are you willing to give up your dignity? Because none of them. Um, is beholden to any any level of respect. Now, I hate when they like they still want to be respected. I'm like, what? Why? You don't, you a sellout. You don't sold out your decency and your dignity. But that's the word sellout that everybody's been throwing around all this week, in particularly to the situation going on with the NFL. I'm like, it, it's just amazing to me. There's two things about this that are amazing to me. It's amazing to me that. The beauty side of it is that we we do uh, come together and believe that we are one. That's good. But on the other side, the bad part about that is we do believe that we are one, right? And it's like, okay, Jay-Z was in a room with the NFL and all these different people, but all the names were thrown at Jay-Z when he was making some decisions. And people were like, well, he didn't talk to the culture. He didn't talk to the people. And I'm like, I remember we would work, you know, cap, and I don't want to, I don't want to, and I'm so tired of it. We can only have one at the table. Like we, we can only have one. I love that. Uh, and I shared this, that Michael Eric Dyson put another layer on this. It's like, y'all, we can have simultaneous thoughts. We can have simultaneous actions. And then it can even be a yin and a yang. You feel like one's pulling the other back or one, you know, we are, we want to understand and, and out of all of this is that we are a force to be recognized. And when social media 
began its growth, one of the things that the world had to recognize is as much as it has tried to and continues to attempt to suppress and imprison black and brown people, that black and brown people dominate the conversations of the world. Particularly, there was an article that went out in the growth and the explosion of t- Twitter uh, somewhere around 2000, between 2010 and 2012, after they had been around for about two years. And, and you know, we greatly migrated to Twitter from 2008 to 2010, that people had to say, well, wait a minute, black people are dominating worldwide conversation. Black people have the power to, do- I mean, like black Americans, okay, have the have power to dominate worldwide conversation. Because what Twitter did was it gave everybody a window into our thought process. And I tell y'all, this internet was created for data, right? So it gave every place on the planet the ability to access the data that we were pouring into this social media platform in, by, in, in our thoughts, right? How we feel, how we thought. Because people pay billions of dollars for that information. That's why the internet was created because people got tired of paying billions of dollars to get that information. And now we get on here and we like, oh, you like this and you follow that. That's data. Everything, everything you do is data. Right now, even though I'm recording this live podcast, all these other apps on my phone are listening for keywords, word cloud. How many times does she say rest? Oh, she keeps saying rest. Well, let's go sell that to the mattress companies. All these mattress companies popped up and now they're going out of business because, oh, wait, wait, she meant another kind of rest. They misinterpreted the data, right? Patience, uh, knowing, understanding, all of that. She's talking about toxins, talking about behaviors. Talking, maybe we need to promote this to Mark Zuckerberg at his developers conference and all of his groups. He's like, I need y'all. You know, you guys are the top people on Facebook. I need you, everybody, to create groups. What we, here's what we're going to do in your groups. You know, we're going to listen and we're going to monitor the groups. And somebody in your group says that they're stressed and they need this or they want to buy this. Well, he didn't say they want to buy this. He was like, well, if they, they look like they need help, we're going to be able to outreach to them and so forth, disguising that, right? He wasn't telling them, well, you know, if they mentioned car, plane ticket, uh, cookies, chicken sandwiches, all these other stuff, we're going to sell that part of the information. You know, we're going to, the hackers have shown us, the Russians have shown us, this is what was going on. The Russians have shown you the massive data, you know, and you can go and create all these accounts and, and, and click, create all this bait and bring them all in. You know, that's what I heard when he was standing on that stage. Y'all might have heard something else. I'm like, okay, here it come, here it come. Because, A.L., guess what? When I tell you this before, we've been here before. When I tell you this all the time, we've been here before. A.O.L. did the same thing. A-O- yeah, A.O.L. Even when there was only probably, you know, 10% of us on A.O.L., AOL did the same thing, you know, go ahead and put your credit card number on there. And then next thing you know, AOL, everybody was on the phone with AOL. All the, I didn't, I didn't consent to buy that. I didn't pay for the AOL. You should do these pop-up ads and, and one click and you trying to find the X and how to close it out. You mess around and click and next thing you know, they don't went over here in your bank account. Cause you trying to, you trying to click off of this bed spread and they done bought the bed. Your bed spread is shipping. I ain't buying no bread. You. Honey, listen, we've been here before. We've been here before. And all Mark Zuckerberg does is he goes to the tech junkyard and he picks all this stuff and he takes over and he applies it to Facebook, AI, artificial intelligence and all that, all that kind of stuff, honey. But let me tell you, but back to sellout. That's why I do a word cloud. What are they selling? Well, one of the things, two of the things we know that they're selling is decency and dignity. Humanity is for sale. 
What's for sale? What are they selling? They sell they sell out they sell humanity down the drain. They sell the decency and the dignity. Now I don't know and I still don't know because I'm I'm the kind of person everybody wanted an instant response and an instant decision on all this kind of stuff. We don't know. I'm the kind of person I can we you say preseason don't count. If preseason don't count on the field, preseason don't count off the field, preseason don't count in the suites. I want to wait. What does this look like come, come kickoff? Day one. You know, I just want to wait. I'm the kind of person, I'm, I'm patient enough to wait five years to figure out what this looks like. I'm patient enough to say, let me wait. What's the outcome? What, because I want to, what, of what time span? You know, because it seems to be changing each and every day. First, it was a deal. Oh, well, he gets to say at the Super Bowl. Then it was like, oh, well, Jay Z is going to be a minority owner. Then it was a headline yesterday. Well, he's going to be a majority owner. Well, what? Why can't he be a solitary owner? You know, I mean, like, what? I don't understand. You know, why didn't he do like Ice Cube and him? Go start your own kind of league. I, I don't. I don't know. I, can I have time to find out? Nobody wants to give time to find out. Everybody jumped out there and, and doing 15,000-word articles. You know, in, in one line of the 15,000-page article says, oh, well, he's a sellout. He's helped the NFL do this. Even though he has been the greatest humanitarian, this is what Jamil, Jamil Hill's thing said, even though he's been the, one of the greatest humanitarians we know, you know, this one thing is, gonna, is we you should do. Even though we shouldn't cancel what. I mean, it's like, did anybody read, like, the entire article or just enough to go on a segment here and a segment there? It's, I don't know. If you listen to all of these people, even though there are parts of it that might favor their position or their talking points, there's still a part in there where they have to say they don't know. They don't know what the full deal is. They don't know what the full outcome is going to be. But the man, this man who didn't come a billionaire without y'all is at the table. Um, Whether or not he went to the table with Cap or he went to the table with Jermaine Dupree, all these people, Cardi B, I'm not doing halftime, but she was still on stage during the Super Bowl. She was on stage, okay, next door. And in the Super Bowl wraparound events, right? All, you know, so it's like, let's wait. You know, Jay-Z turned down getting on stage. He's like, no, I want, I want to, it's like every time we have these people that want a little bit more, it's like we get mad at them because y'all keep thinking, well, we got to accept this and we got to take this and we got to get in and this kind of stuff. It should be buzzing a bachelor podcast. Not, but this is how I have to get out of bed. I have to get out of bed processing this human behavior because it affects us in the day. It's affecting you and your commute. It's affecting you when you get to work depending on whether or not that person indulges in the news sources. And I know I have, I've had situations at work having to work beside, beside a person who indulges in news, and I'm like, they crazy. They got all kind of weird-ass belief systems, and I have to counter that. And I'm talking about this because we have to counter this. I'm not talking about it just because I want to call out these names and name drop them. I'm talking about this because we have to counter these things, and somebody will not be able to get out of bed because they might be, just think about it. I don't know about y'all, but I live in Atlanta, and I have oftentimes been the only black person in the room, okay, or at the table. I've been at these, some of these tables when a lot of this stuff was started, and a lot of this stuff comes up. That's why I say you got to wait, because I hadn't heard them say, 
how long is the deal? Because I didn't hear him say per- perpetuity, right? I didn't hear him say forever. And 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 nobody nobody sits out at the table with that kind of foreverness going on. How long? When? It, what's the exit strategy? And the exit strategy meaning means leave what on the table? What's what was left on the table? Like these are my questions. I don't know if anybody else had any questions. But you know, and there are, there are talking points out there that even support my stance. And I probably just mentioned them all, right? There's always going to be something that supports what we sell out. Support. There's always going to be something that supports what we believe, but are you willing to learn a little bit more? Because there's more on, there's more to it. There's more to the story, writing that down. There's more to the story. The problem I have is with those who don't want me to get the rest of the story. I started out the rest at the top of this, getting rest and the rest of us. I was in a room with a billionaire. And when I tell you, he was like, he was like, it's time for us to be concerned about the rest of us. Now, he could have clearly said y'all, because clearly he had his. And I mean, when I say billion, and I don't mean like one billion. I don't mean like just made a billion. I mean, like got it and it keeps, it keeps, it keeps replicating and replicating and replicating and replicating, right? To the point where he didn't give a damn that Facebook is everything that his platform once was. Right. Because he, he, unlike some others, was concerned about the rest of us. Okay, let me write that down. He was like, what about the rest of us? And he go out there as a hashtag rest of us. There are those there's a segment of people that are concerned about the rest. And they they look like everybody. They walk like everybody. They talk like everybody. They got a little bit more sense than everybody because <laughs> they got billions but I'm telling, and again, that was an opportunity for me to be in, in the room and to listen and to hear this conversation. And there again, they were trying to pour into somebody else and people were trying to come to the table, trying to shake off those that are holding on to them and holding them back because they're not bringing everybody because everybody ain't ready and everybody ain't able. And then, and I remember them having to go like, okay, we got these billionaires coming and they want to see some people who are, re- who are really ready. And I remember how hard it was and still is to find those who are ready. The question is, are you ready? Are you ready to get out of bed? All of this stuff is going on. All of this stuff will be forever going on. I, gotta, I just told y'all, yesterday I did an episode about being an iceberg. And lo and behold, thanks to these listening devices, it reminded me that five years ago, because I thought it was only four years. Y'all have sat here and listened to me do bad math on these podcasts again and again. When I tell y'all July 2014, and I kept saying, it's been four years. It's been four years, y'all. It's been five freaking years. And I said, and that one thing I've always said, I need five years. Like, girl, you are 30 days overdue. What's today's day? I'm 30 plus days overdue. July, from July 14, 1914 to, no, damn, shit, I can't, okay. July 14th, wait a minute, July 2014. God damn, I said 1914. <laughs> 
That must have been one of them ancestors coming through. That was what. That's what that was. Okay, one of them ancestors that just said to me, "It ain't just you, boo." Did I not just say 1914? <laughs> and look, nobody said. I, I better see some comments on this thing. Okay, July 2014 to July two 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 nine. Damn, I can't wait. I'm getting confused. Uh, I'm, I'm, I got too much going on. I'm thinking 1914, 19, 16. What is 1919? Okay, wait a minute. July 2014 to July. What is this? What year? 2019. God, because I'm thinking 2020. I'm thinking the 400 years or five years. God, it's too much math. Okay, July 2014 to July 2000. 19. I need to write it down. 2014, 2019. That's where I am. And y'all trying to get me to go back and look at 400 years. Five years were up. Okay, five years were up. So that's why I feel the way I feel. That's why I, I know at this mark, at this juncture, I should be somewhere else. But because I know what I just had to go through, that wasn't that wasn't part of the plan. There was another plan that I had planned for all my life. But because I had planned for that all my life, that particular five years, I was able to handle any and everything that came upon me. And I did. And I survived. So I'm now a survivor. Uh, and my behaviors are what they are because that's the one thing I wanted to change. And now I'm like, okay, in that, and I don't want to have any regrets and say in that five years you could have done this because people will put that on you. People will put things on you and you, okay, I'll hold that bag. I'll hold that. No. So now this thought process, because I keep trying to understand why I'm having a particular thought pattern and I want, I'm, I'm looking for some action for myself. It's that time. So, and that's this thing about going back to school. But anyway, and how to get out of bed. Like, like you've survived that. You should be able to get out of bed. It should be no problem. Where are we at 49 into this? We're going to go ahead and get ready to stop. Uh, rest, patience, knowing, understanding, witnessing, communication, toxic, intimidation, real, problem, behavior, human, decency, dignity, sellout, supports, more to the story, the rest of us. And the question is, are you ready? Sometimes it's so easy for us to put demands on everybody else, everybody around us. I hear Petty Betty stirring. I hear the kitchen is stirring. The dog is looking, trying to figure out if she's going to call him or she's going to call me for breakfast. Uh, so we're going to go ahead and get our day started. I'll be around. And when I hit this stop button, it's going to be syndicated all around. So you may catch it on your favorite platform. If you need more, there are others. And I want to, again, let you know this podcast was recorded live Recorded live before uh, uh, in social digital audience, and you may find it as a replay. Do comment. Let me know if you heard it live. Let me know if you heard it as a replay. Let me know who shared it. Let me know you shared it. And if you feel like you keep missing it, go to dryerbus.com and subscribe to our email newsletter because all the ones, uh, it comes out several times during the week. There's a dog. It comes out several times during the week. And so in each email newsletter, you may find two or three of them. It is uh, how to get out of bed is a daily conversation. 
which some of the food podcast slips in, some of the buzz of the basket slips in, but it's just talking about how to get out of bed. And there's a lot that goes on in our world, and I want us to be able to move from that. I could not, would not, could not do this without some support, so I have to thank Natural Soap by Zakia is our featured supporter of the day. Natural Soap by Zakia is what I luxuriate in, and, and let me tell you, it's absolutely wonderful. Uh, I have her new uh, uh, test tester from her lotion line that's coming out. Let me tell y'all what I love about the lotion line. You know how when you go and you take your shower and you need a little, you need a moisturizer, but then you don't want to like put like a bunch of oil on your skin, like and all into your pores. When you put the lotion on, you feel still just as clean as if you walked out of the shower. So once it, I mean, it rubs in clean. You don't have to like wipe your hands off. How many of you have done that? Because, you know, we, we lotion head to toe, right? Some of us. And then you feel like you got to take a towel and like wipe your hands off. Cause now, not with this, not with this formula that she has uh, in her tester. She may have some testers available. Some of you who had recent orders, you may have received a tester. Be sure to give your feedback. My feedback was that I love that it all went on and there was no residue left over on my hands. Like I did not have to, it all went into the skin. Okay. It didn't just, it didn't just lay on top. It fully moisturized. I smell, it smells absolutely awesome and amazing, but I love that I didn't have to turn around and say, here, you know how when you need lotion, you try to you get somebody like, kid, take some of this. You know, you go try to rub it on somebody else. You know, you rubbing and rubbing and rubbing. No, this goes, this formula, it went right into the skin and I did not have to wipe my hands off. I literally, I swear to you. And just like the soap, you rinse clean and the lotion goes on clean. It's just, the, it's the cleanest thing I ever know. But listen, let me also tell you guys, um, if you like to make your own, if you like to start a family business, and this is a podcast that's coming. It's called the Family Business Buzz. I know I do podcasts. So we're, you're going to hear it's a conversation. Let's start there. If you like to start a, a natural soap family business, because let me tell you, entrepreneurs, I'm done with y'all. I'm done with y'all. Y'all doing this wrong. Okay. Okay. Family business. Let me tell you. And, and I thought about it because as, as we are looking at this research, we're, as we're researching, uh, I'm looking at the last hundred years. My cohort is looking at the last uh, 400 years, as I'm looking at the last five years, I'm looking at the 17 years of dryer bus, I realized this was a family business. My dad was involved, my mom was involved, my kids were involved, you know, kids like, mom, I need some money, you better go sell some books. Okay, here, take one of them cases of books. That's all the money you need right there. You know what I'm saying? Like, you better go drop some CDs, I'm just saying. You know, dad, you better go get some DJ gigs. We have a family business. My daughter over there knocking our lashes. It's Tuesday. She's open. She was closed yesterday. She, she's booked up solid. I can't even get my own lashes done. We got a family business going on here. Well, Natural Soap by Zakia also has Live Soap School. So if you are wanting to start a family business, some people call it a side hustle and all that kind of stuff. Let me tell you, uh, finish the thought. Over the history in America, people have always had a job and then they would go work in the family business. People are always out here talking, my family don't support my business. That's because that's not how it goes. Your business supports, businesses support families. We've been doing it wrong. 
Everything out here is telling you to do it wrong. I'm telling y'all, we got to change up our behaviors. Your, your business supports your family. That's how that goes, okay? Yesterday, our family business, Petty Betty and I, went, went and had dinner on the family business. I'm just saying, because that's why we work it, so that we can take care of family, right? And we, 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 pl- we, did our, we had a strategy meeting so we can charge it to the family business, right? But anyway, but if you want to learn how to make natural soap, lotions, bubble baths, bath bombs, all those different things, she has live soap school. Go to naturalsoapbyzakia.com and you'll see uh, a link for live soap school. Use your discount code DRYERBUZZ. Take a, take a online or a virtual workshop. Go to her YouTube channel. Sign up, subscribe to the YouTube channel where she's showing you how you make these things. Natural ingredients, especially for the holidays. Huh? Let me tell you, you're trying to figure out where you're going to get some Christmas money. You better start a family business. You better start selling something. Talk about being a sellout. Let me tell you, I'm a sellout. I, have, I sell out of books. I sell out of workshops. I sell out of classes. I sell out of speaking engagements. I sell out. I'm a sell out. I don't sell out humanity. I don't sell out decency. And I certainly won't sell out my dignity. But I'm a sell out because I support. Okay? So, Natural Soap by Zakia, I got to thank them. Got to thank them. Um, again, go to naturalsoapbyzakia.com. Use your discount code DRYERBUZZ. And I'm going to get ready to get out of here. I also want to thank you guys for listening. Again, um, if you would like to be a featured supporter of our podcast, go to dryerbus.com and contact us. Uh, make sure you do the follow and subscribe. I'm going to hit the stop button. It's going to then syndicate everywhere. And you're going to realize, wait, I missed it live. Go to dryerbus.com and find out how to catch us live so we can have a great two-way conversation. And I'll be, I'll meet you guys over in the comments. But you know, before you go, do me one more favor. Go now to DryerBuzz.com and follow at DryerBuzz on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. It's all about the buzz.